Welcome to The Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. I'm Mira Selva, Deputy Director of the Institute and Director of the Journalist Fellowship Programme. In this episode, we will look at women in journalism, in particular, what difference it makes to have women in leadership roles in newsrooms. Joining us today are three journalist pharaohs from very distinct parts of the world who have very direct experience of these issues. Ipsita Chakravarti is Associate Editor of Scroll In in India, where she supervises coverage of Jammu, Kashmir and Northeast states. Christine Francisca is the Managing Editor for the Indonesian section of Glance, a lock stream content platform. And Bermet Talent is from Kyrgyzstan and has spent the last four years working for the Kiev Post, focusing on politics and human rights. Welcome and thank you so much for being with us today. Ipsita, let me start with you. Scroll, is, Scroll is an independent digital first forward-looking platform. Do you feel that it's a better place than many larger legacy organizations to work in as a woman? Um, I would say so, yes. I, I started my career in legacy media and um, I think sort of walked my way through um, increasingly progressive newsrooms, but I mean, even they had a long way to go. But uh, I think scroll in terms of, uh, you know, editors and writers, the gender balance is still skewed against women. But, uh, you know, one of our you know, senior editors is, uh, our executive editor is a woman. And um, I think Scroll kind of tries to um, consciously push back against this sort of old boys club culture that is very much entrenched in, um, you know, the Indian media. Uh, but, and, and I think across the board, uh, digital organizations are slightly better in terms of, you know, women being represented in, in bylines or in leadership roles, uh, but there's still quite a long way to go. The status and treatment of women in India frequently ends up making headlines around the world. And do you think that coverage is fair? And also, do you think what's getting better and what's changing? And do you think the media kind of reflect this, you know, the way the media portray women and in particular um, portray sexual assault is, is, a, is an issue everywhere, in newsrooms everywhere. And I'd just be wonder, wondered what you think about it in India. Um, about the portrayal of women in, in sort of the international media, I think sort of uh, in India, we tend to get a bit defensive about it, but I think, uh, you know, it's not mm. unwarranted at all, the, the coverage. Uh, it gets in, in in the Indian media. It's uh, I think legacy media, or sp- and especially TV, has a long way to go. Um, you know, there's a sort of uh, dichotomy between you know, women are either sort of hapless wi- victims or uh, you know uh, kind of uh, uh, you know yeah it- creatures, uh, but. Uh, it, it has a long way to go. I mean, the reporting on um, sexual violence, um, rape, it, it can be, you know, it's very often salacious or sensationalized. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, <clears throat> print and digital uh, outlets are certainly better, but um, yes. Do you, think, do you think having kind of women being the picture editors and news editors and framing the story makes a difference? It would definitely make a difference, yes. Thank you. Uh, we don't have enough of them. 
Thank you. Christina, can I turn to you? you? You work on kind of putting news onto lock screens of mobile phones and therefore kind of reaching a kind of much different population in many ways. Can you tell me a little bit about the profile of your readership at Glance and whether there's a difference between the stories men and women want to hear? And also a little bit about Glance itself, because I think that's an interesting case study. I think well, I, I can uh, explain uh, what Glance is first. So Glance, uh, in Glance, basically we create technology uh, where audience can reach and watch uh, news on their uh, lock screen before they even unlock their phone or probably access a lot of apps in the home screen. And based on that, our audience segmentation is really wide. Um, we um, targeted the general um, audience with, with have a lot with different backgrounds and um, different age. But the interesting thing about Glance in Indonesia and our newsroom is um, that um, we, we only have seven editors in Jakarta and all, all of them are um, women. Um, we didn't mean to create all women newsroom at the beginning, but when we um, built the newsroom, we see there's a lot of um, talented and then a potential <clears throat> editor that's probably that that we cannot just say no I cannot accept it because she is a female so the the creation of um, all female newsroom is basically incidental but I feel like I learn a lot from this and then um, there's a lot of um, advantage of having all female newsroom um, because I think we discuss a lot about how um, the content um, fit for kids and then we kind of have a lot of thinking about how we deliver certain news for um, women specifically, especially about health, diet, fashion and everything because we know all of those things are problematic. Um, in the culture that we have now. Do you feel that the kind of more traditional news outlets don't deliver that the news that women would be interested in? Uh, yeah, so basically in Indonesia, we see um, media industry um, still dominated by uh, men. And I think in the top position as well. Um, and I think there's some research saying that um, among 10 journalists, um, only two or three are female in Indonesia. So uh, the, 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 the gap is really huge. And I think um, in, in our newsroom, um, we try to put different perspectives because um, I think that's important to enrich the whole um, media ecosystem in Indonesia. Thank you so much, Christina. Turning to you, Bermet, could you talk a little bit about the media landscape in Kyrgyzstan and your work with the Kiev Post in Ukraine? Because I've spoken to lots of senior editors in Ukraine who have had real concerns about the safety of women journalists on their team, especially covering the Maidan protests and then going out into the Donbass region. And is this something you've encountered? Hi, thanks for having me, Mira. Um, I work for the Kiev Post, which is an English language media outlet based in Ukraine. And um, we were positioned, we were quite kind of in the middle. On one hand, we were a Ukrainian registered media outlet. So we were part of that Ukrainian media landscape. At the same time, being an English language media outlet, we were, uh, we targeted foreign audiences. Um, 
from my experience of working in Ukraine, um, I think that the media market there is amazingly represented by women. Thinking about um, top media outlets in the country, uh, leading political reporters um, and investigative journalists, a lot of them are women. Um, I personally didn't have experience with covering Maidan protests and the war in the Donbas, um, to be honest. So I'm not sure that I can answer that question. Um, with uh, the Kiev Post, um, at different times, the newsroom um, had more men, at other times it had more women. Uh, there were definitely more um, foreign men or in male journalists working at the Kiev Post, but I think that in general reflects the foreign reporting in the region of former Soviet Union. Um, the majority of uh, foreign journalists and foreign correspondents who come to the region and freelance journalists are men. Um, at the same time, we had a lot of Ukrainian female journalists working um, for us. I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I meant about the safety of journalists and about, I don't think it's something that necessarily applies to you, but I know that a lot of editors, female editors, were worried about sending their correspondents out into the field for the sake of their physical safety, because they were kind of being attacked by the crowds in different ways. Um, but let me talk to you about Kyrgyzstan. Can you talk a little bit about the media landscape there, please? Um, you mean in terms of the gender representation yes. or... Yes. Um, so I haven't been able to find any academic research or statistics on the gender breakdown in journalism in Kyrgyzstan. Um, but um, I, I looked at the chief editors in television, print and online media, and um, I saw a clear gender disparity. And this is um, actually quite different from what I've seen in Ukraine. Um, there seems to be more male chief editors in Kyrgyz language media outlets especially newspapers and television channels, particularly uh, men dominate on leadership positions in state-owned media. Um, for instance, public broadcaster has always been chaired by a man and major um, national and regional state-funded TV channels are also led by male editors. Um, this, I think in general correlates with the under-representation of uh, women in Kyrgyz politics and on leadership positions in the government. There are considerably more women uh, top editors in online media outlets, especially privately owned and Russian language ones. Um, so we have this sort of two, because um, we have two languages spoken in the country. So the media market is also kind of divided into this language segment. And there are more men top editors in the Kyrgyz language segments than in the um, Russian one. Um, Why do you think that it. might be? Why do you think that might be? I think um, it has to do with um, just the traditional view on the role of woman, um, because we see that women comprise the majority of students in journalism departments, and many of them enter the job market, but at some point in their 20s, they drop out to get married, have families. Um, and it's just the traditional view is that a man should be the boss. Um, 
and the and I think the, the, the general problem is that a lot of female journalists they they just don't reach um, the height of their career because they have to stop at some point. That's true. I would ask that of all three of you, actually, because all three of you have become journalists in countries with fairly traditional cultures. And I'd be really interested to know, firstly, why you went into journalism and whether you feel that there is kind of clear path for you going forward. I mean, many of you reached the top or very close to the top anyway, but whether you felt held back in any way by the kind of social expectations. If, Sita, if I start with you, why did you go into journalism? And, you know, what was there any kind of pressure on you not to? Um. No, there wasn't actually. I kind of um, drifted into journalism by accident. I turned up for a, for an interview while I, when I was in uh, college, and I, <laughs> you know, my parents wanted me to actually take the interview to see if I was employable. Fantastic. <laughs> so I got the job. Um, so no, there was no pressure on me to uh, scale back, and. Of course, I mean, I, I suppose, I mean, I work very long hours and uh, erratic hours and it helps that I suppose that, uh, you know, I'm single and I don't have, a, you know, sort of children yeah. or a partner to think about. But what, what about you, Christine? Well, I think at the very beginning, I think it's the same with um, Ipshita. Uh, it's a bit um, accidentally because... Um, at that point, um, I just like writing and then hear, um, and I, I, I like hearing people's stories. But then um, the things that keep me going until now is I think because um, I come from um, um, ethnic Chinese minority in Indonesia. And when I was a kid, um, I saw that there's a lot of um, discrimination um, against um, the minorities, not just in with um, ethnic Chinese, uh, that that thing, and I feel like the 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 urge of um, surfing public interest is the thing that kept me going until now. That's really important. But Matt, what do you think of that kind of idea of of, of journalism as as a mission, really, as a cause, as well as a hopefully a way to pay the rent and pay the bills? Oh, this was totally my case when I chose journalism. Um, wanted to become a journalist since I was a child. But when I um, told my parents that I was going to study journalism, um, my mom and my dad, they strongly opposed it, saying that it was not a job for a woman because it was considered to be too dangerous or too unstable. Um, I've always navigated towards um, more like hard news and over the course of my career, what I saw with um, like myself and my other female colleagues is that there, are, there have always been topics that have traditionally been associated with women. And they were assigned to women reporters mostly, such as education, healthcare, and so-called social issues, you know, like daily news reporting, mm-hmm. um, kind of that stuff. Yeah. And um, because I've navigated towards harder topics and I've always been interested in like international affairs um, which like those topics are mostly covered by men um, I, I, I sometimes thought um, will I be able to make it um, and will I be to, able have you had to fight to have you had to kind of convince editors about this or have they been able have, have you been you know have you basically been able to convince editors to come report on this have you been pushed towards the the kind of more traditional female topics 
Um, no, not really from the mm -hmm. beginning. Like when I started at the Kiev Post and the chief editor, he asked me uh, what I was interested in. And I said, um, hard news, definitely. <laughs> so I had to start on a business desk um, to sort of gain a little bit more knowledge and contacts. And then I was moved to cover politics um, and elections and that kind of stuff. And I personally am thankful to my experience in Ukraine, which, like I said, in my opinion, has great representation of women in yeah. like investigative journalism on top editor positions, political journalism, because if I worked in Kyrgyzstan, I think um, my view would have been very different because the harder topics and currently investigative journalism is kind of gaining a momentum in Kyrgyzstan as um, now dominated by men. That's really interesting. I, I do think there's something about Ukrainian journalism. I've seen, I know there are a lot of kind of very powerful, very good female editors who have risen through the ranks and are kind yes. of quite inspiring to journalists all around the world. Um, I'm going to, one final question about what you know about your news organization's readership. And I know that you might not always all have data that you can share on this, but Ipsita, you cover kind of, you oversee coverage of Kashmir, Jammu. These are kind of, hard-hitting, quite grueling stories to cover. Do you get a sense of who's reading these stories? Do they tend to be more men, more women? Is there no difference? Um, I think we have quite an attentive readership mm -hmm. in uh, Kashmir. And yes. Pro probably, probably more men there. Um, in sort of... In the rest of the country, I think it would probably be equally. I mean, I I don't have a sense of uh, whether you know it's more. I mean, I think I think it's a misconception that women are not interested in sort of you know hard hitting or you know kind of harem stories about conflict or violence or politics. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think what's more important sometimes is to make sure that women's voices in these conflict zones are also reported on and heard. And that's where it can matter having a kind of diverse uh, newsroom, which can yes. recognise. I mean, that's actually something we've tried to um, address consciously, that to get more women's voices and um it's not easy, partly because of the structure of the society where you're reporting in as well. So, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you all three of you for a kind of really fascinating discussion and you're do all doing incredible work um, in both in your countries and with us at the Reuters Institute. So really, really pleased you could join us today. Thank you so much for your time. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Our guests today were our journalist fellows, Bermet Talant, Ibsita Chakravarti and Christine Francisca. Make sure to follow our podcast channel on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss the next episode. And if you don't want to miss any news from the Institute, subscribe to our weekly newsletter by clicking the link on our Twitter bio or on our homepage. Thank you for listening to The Future of Journalism. I'm Mira Selva. We'll be back soon. Thank you.